Yeah. How are you, mate? I'm good. I've been um, I've been learning a new language. That's me. Come again. I've been learning a language. Better be a better be film language. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What have you been learning? Uh, I've been learning Sugundis. Almost. <laughs> Fuck. Almost. <laughs> Almost, fella. I've been around long enough. Shit. Oh, that would have been that would have been an absolute classic to start off the horror episode. Fuck. The horror that I fell for a joke like that. Can't oh, get me, fuck. King. You'll get me another time. It's all right. Yeah, I'll probably get you another time. That's all right. That, that is absolutely the case. You definitely will. <laughs> Do not worry. Um, no, I'm good. How are you? What's what's happening um, in your world? Uh, um, yeah, just have a good time doing more filming and um, trying to survive spooky season by terrifying myself before I go to bed watching a horror movie and not being able to sleep. <laughs> that's what October's all about that's what it's all about it is do you like Halloween? did you like Halloween as a kid? fuck no no I didn't like it either <laughs> no it sucked because Halloween was always like anticlimactic in, in England I feel like yeah it, it, you see all these like movies about like trick or treating and all that bollocks and it's just not it, I mean they you know we try but we don't do it very well. Um, but I always yeah, thought no. it was going to be better than what it was, and it just never was. So um, that and also it meant that every birthday party I had growing up as a kid was Halloween-themed, because I was born on the day before. Yeah. Um, which sucked. <laughs> it sucked so much. Yeah, um, it's... Um, it, you know, in a, you think of, like, Halloween, it's autumn... The yeah. leaves are falling. You're in your suburbs, but UK <laughs> UK Halloween <laughs> is like monsoon season on the council estate, wearing <laughs> monsoon season, <coughs> wearing like pound pound shop costumes. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Two seconds. Yeah, it's not very romantic. Sorry, I got background noise. Two sec. I'll fucking go out there and hit him. Hey! Shut up! Mm. Here we go. <laughs> I'm recording, you prick. There you go, sorted, sorted him out. Thanks, man. <clears throat> the shower's going to turn on, isn't it? <coughs> oh, dear. I've got to stop vaping, I think. You want to stop vaping? I've got to stop vaping. Oh, you got to stop? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. I, I don't know when you didn't start. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's too addictive. It's more addictive than the cigarettes. You see, that, that's that's bad. Isn't it like vape juice? Isn't that like uh, some expensive uh, luxuries, that? Uh, the one, I use these like disposable ones, which are like <clears throat> just single use. Oh God, um, that doesn't sound good. They're just cheap and they're, they're quite nice. But yeah, no, vaping is way more addictive because you still, I'm still getting a nicotine hit. Oh, that's terrible. Um, and, you know, it's it's marginally better than cigarettes. Marginally. I kind of see it as it's, it's just as bad as eating crap, which I eat a lot of. So yeah, I think we both like, need to quit. 
It's like getting <laughs> it's like getting the salad at McDonald's. It's like okay, right. <laughs> yeah. We have to get like we're gonna have to have like a like a bad lifestyle with Emma. We're gonna have to eat all the like sweets we can in October and Halloween, and then just never eat them again. Yeah. And that way we might make it to thirty. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> we'll find out. I don't want to. <laughs> don't want to. Long way around. <clears throat> no, it's Excellent. good. Vaping's good. Vaping, it's good for me. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, brain, yeah. Sure. My brain likes it. My brain. The thing about nicotine addiction is that um, because I've been trying to quit for a while now, and right. I've had phases where I've quit. Yeah. And then like I go like a couple of weeks, like just nothing. And it's fine. But then you just get like this. It's this feeling, and it's like um, <laughs> Christ. It's like being hungry. You know where you just know you need to eat something like you're not well that's horrible you're not starving but like you know you could like go for you you need something <clears throat> or just like oh. being a bit thirsty or whatever it just feels like all of that at once because <laughs> oh, your brain God. is just going like give me the Ma! <laughs> give me the drugs a little Kylo, Kylo Ren in your head being like Ma! yeah <laughs> cigarette addiction oh bless you mate I know it's difficult um, there's worse there's worse things in the world but yeah, it could be it could be heroin. Yeah, that's true. Um <laughs> Or it could be cigars. Or uh, Fortnite. You'd, it'd be impressive if I was addicted to cigars. Yeah. <laughs> they don't seem like the most appetizing thing, do they? They're quite cool. They are quite could, cool. I wish I could have a cigar right now. I've got a whiskey. <laughs> oh my Chop god. Chop my cigar. Talk about movies. <laughs> that is just gonna be us at the age of sixty. Yeah, that's what's every night. <laughs> Still living together, watching movies every night, smoking cigars, or drinking whiskey. Yeah, that's the life. Fondra are still going. This we'll blue, record it live in front of the telly in the corner. We're in like really, <laughs> yeah, like really nice leather chairs in front of a fire. <laughs> we're watching Avengers Fifty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I about Long this. after Star Wars has intertwined its way into yeah <laughs> into Marvel. Oh god. Oh god. <clears throat> I'm going to top my drink anyway. up. Yeah, what are you having? What's on the agenda tonight? Mine's um, um, uh, lukewarm water in a Coca-Cola glass. Wow. I don't give a damn. It's living wild. I've got a... <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bottle of Jameson. Um, ah, lovely. I drink The like devil's a, water. I drink like a divorced father. It's either... <laughs> Jameson. Is there any other way Kansas to drink? That's how I drink alone, you know, <laughs> in the glow of my monitor. All right, time to lift the uh, good old glass up to the Halloween specials. And uh, I'll, I'll cheers to you over the mic. Oh, oh okay. I'm not pissing. Folks, disclaimer, that was, um, that was water. That, that was, was a, that was a liquid coming from a, a bottle. Not out of my penis. Not a penis. Not a penis. Are right, you ready to cheers? Ready? I'm ready. Right. Yep. We'll start the episode off like this. It's going to be great. It's going to be yeah, the best one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my own. Oh, God. <laughs> Three, two, one. There you go. <laughs> that felt really special. I love that. You know, like, mm, like gift of Leo. You know, like, give a Leo, like, raising the cocktail. <laughs> right. Uh, raise your glasses, brothers. Brothers and sisters. <laughs> Thank you.
Halloween special. Welcome back to the spooky season. Oh my god. Um, I was trying to come up with like Halloween names. Um, right. What did I settle with? There's not much they write. There's not much they rhymes with Alex. Is the problem. Um, <clears throat> um, I'm Alex Nukes. There you go. That's and not the direction I thought you were going to go, but that's absolutely fine. <laughs> It'll do. It'll do. I'm um. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Adam. I'm just Adam. It's, uh, yeah, just Adam. First man alive. <laughs> Ooh, I'm really old. Spooky. Spooky, mate. Welcome back. That was Thanks crap. Yeah, this is awful. <laughs> crap. We should have put more thought into that. Anyway. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, we watched a, we watched a film, somewhat new, horror movie. Um, newbie horror. Maligma. Maligma balls. Aha. Uh-huh. So that's what, that's what the Joe Coley was going to Coined do. it. Um, Coined it. Watch Malignant by James Wan. 2021 Malignant. movie. Uh, horror movie. Uh, and yeah, I wanted to talk about this one because um, oh. it's kind of the best horror movie I've seen from this year, in my humble opinion. I don't know what Adam thought mm. about it. I know it's quite divisive. No. So I'm interested to know what you thought. Um, well, obviously, for those who don't have a background in in James Wan, he's uh, a very famous um, director who kind of started off making a short film, um, which was a scene from an idea that he had uh, for a kind of torture horror movie. He made a short film about it and it won a load of awards, um, which then became Saw, the first Saw. Um, and you can still see it, it's online, it's really cool it's just one scene and it's even featured there There, or the recreation of it is featured in the actual movie which is really cool um, so it acted as like a concept piece and then he just kind of kept working in horror um, he did a few other things like Aquaman, Fast and Furious because um, yeah. why not um, uh, Yeah. but he's been very prominent in the horror space um, yeah. doing I think Conjuring. directing films like yeah. Conjuring, Insidious, or like he's a big name in the horror genre for modern horror films. Um, yeah, and he's a very commercial director. Like I said, he did Aquaman and a Fast and Furious movie. He has his mm. highly commercial sensibilities. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. He he's made stuff that has really struck a chord in the in the zeitgeist. You know, the Conjuring and Insidious. These were big. These are still there. Was just a conjure, Conjuring, only Conjuring this year um big mm. big franchises in horror so i think with this film he got a bit of a blank check from the studio i think they went you know what james you've done us a solid here's like whatever amount of money you want go make whatever crazy batshit idea you want uh, and he did <laughs> it's <brilliant. laughs> um it's kind of a blending of all of his work i think all of the kind of flavors of horror that he's done um and it's also particularly a bit of a love letter to Jarlo cinema mm. um and i thought it was fucking awesome i really liked it <laughs> um <laughs> it is insane it is a ridiculous mm. film um, Fair enough. yeah yeah it's a romp but that's kind of like what there's two types of modern horror movie 
Sure. And it's either like the super serious, like moody, artsy A24 horror movie, you know? Or yeah. it's like the popcorn. This is basically like almost like a comic book movie level kind of audience. Lots, mainly focused at like teens and young adults. Um, and it's just a fun time and maybe you're you're going a bit spooked and scared, which is kind of what The Conjuring and Insidious and those kind of films are like. They're all part mm. of that. They've all fallen from that tree. Um, yeah. And Malignant is that kind of like turned up to 11, I feel. Like, it's just a batshit insane uh, piece of horror that, you know, isn't... If you wanted to have that super critical lens, sure, like, there's problems with the story and weird decisions but it's it's it, you can tell it's truly like a passion project i feel right yeah. um you know it, it it seems like the kind of thing that would be a hard sell to a studio and clearly it's a director who has been given a lot of freedom to just kind of do whatever the fuck he wants um <laughs> and it's really refreshing to see that especially today you know yeah yeah, definitely. I think it was um obviously I haven't really kind of uh really spoke to you much about my thoughts to it. And <sighs> horror movies are tricky for me because I tend to either enjoy like really a really complex horror or like a psychological horror or I have to fully kind of tone down the fact that it's going to be quite silly or know exactly what it is. Um, and I definitely had that with this film. I definitely knew that it was going to be like somewhat silly, especially from like the opening scene, because the opening scene is just absolute mental. I didn't yeah, expect it, it to kind of <laughs> start off in that manner. And um, yeah, the opening is ripped straight from like a Sam Raimi film, you know? Yeah, for real. Yeah. And um, what that kind of allowed me to do was kind of shut off that complex part of your brain. Um, and just understand that you're going to be in for a joyride um, and it's going to have kind of some familiar kind of James Wan um, approaches and hopefully something a bit new. And um, I think it delivered on that, you know? Um, I think people have to kind of take it for that and in that sense it did a really good job because it was a lot of fun. Um, and I don't know, it's kind of hard to pinpoint certain aspects of it, but for me it was... It was kind of like quite hard to chew through the majority of it. But then when the third act came along, I was like, wow, this is actually quite, this is yeah, <clears throat> a bit wild. This is like, turned like this is taking a right, a right turn, sure. fucking 360 <laughs> and just gone in the other direction. And I was Indeed. like, okay, yeah. that's insane. And um, there you go. No, I, I, well, it just kind of took that turn, and then after that, I was just kind of leaving one in a bit more. I was like, that that last bit was so good. It was like, you know, mm. um, I kind of I got it after yeah. that point. I got what it was trying to do, and um, it was kind of my, that was my only kind of like my group, my no, complaint I hear, about I it. I hear what you're, you know I hear what, what, what you're mean? saying. I, I. Obviously, it has this kind of wild opening where it's in like a hospital, <laughs> like this, like a proper, <laughs> and it's a proper like pastiche style, 
possums yeah. all and there's doctors being flung about and there's some weird monster <laughs> that we can't see and then and then it kind of cuts to what seems like a pretty average middle of the road horror movie um there's a girl in a spooky house and there's Literally. a spooky there's a spooky walking around the house and it's like oh is this going to be one of these films um like a paranormal activity kind of deal yeah and it did feel yeah. it does feel a little like generic to start with uh, once mm. you start getting into the actual meat and potatoes of the f- of the film, um, but I it it just kept slowly revealing it. I think the film slowly reveals itself, and it does kind of all culminate c- into that third act where we get the kind of big reveal. It does it quite um, smoothly, doesn't it? I, I do agree with you. Yeah, it introduces the more wacky flavors of it, it throughout. There's <laughs> yeah. a cha- there's a chase scene that is very mm. like reminded me of something from Saw. But then it's also got that like kind of conjuring aspect where it's in like he's he's got a massive fetish for like these for like a spooky kind of worn down gothic house that you know normal people live in um and you know and the characters maybe they leave a bit to the bit to they leave a bit to desire i suppose but sure once you realize what the film is it's like oh okay like of course (laughs) it's quite (laughs) quite stupid yeah and it is it is fun and it is ridiculous, and I think once you realise what kind of film it is, like it all just clicks into place. And it, it I truly felt like elated, like it was such a joy to mm. see something that was so proud of itself and like was so earnestly like kind of schlocky and campy, but like in a mm. in twenty twenty fidelity and like with a big budget, because you just mm. don't see it. I, you know, I, there was a film recently this year, <clears throat> uh, Sensor, which we didn't cover on the show, but yeah, that was, that was a film that is quite schlocky and a little camp, um, but it just doesn't have any of the budget to really explore that. Whereas with Malignant, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's high, <laughs> it's high quality camp, which you just don't see today in, in this way, yeah. I suppose, um, you know, you, there is camp in modern cinema, but not not kind of as earnest as this, or like not just full blown like, yeah, this is schlock. You know, like this is a ridiculous yeah. idea. It's and strange and bonkers, it. but fun is the easiest way of putting it. To be honest, yeah, like yeah, and I, and even the the middle of the road kind of horror stuff of the when it's when you think it's just a a spooky demon going about the house or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, I, I find that stuff effective. I I, I guess it's because we grew up with that stuff, but yeah. I'm just kind of hardwired to be to find that kind of spooky and scary. Um, hmm. So I found a lot of the horror anyway, just quite effectual anyway. To be honest, even though it was a little yeah. average. <laughs> I, um, I feel the the kind of worst the worst kind of horror movies are the ones that are of this quality that are they might have quite. They might have one or two shots that look really nice and it might be kind of just shot a bit differently and they're trying to do other things, but the actual plot sucks and everyone that acting sucks and the characters aren't interested and it's in a spooky house and and it's actually trying to take itself seriously. That like those are the kind of movies in horror that I just don't have time for. But yeah, absolutely. Especially yeah. when this film opens and then it goes into its first act, like I was kind of like straight away like, okay, it's going to play out like these movies, but I think it's very aware of what it is. Absolutely, um, yeah. And I kind of appreciate that. I respected it. I was like, okay, so it is one of those movies, but it fucking knows it. 
and it's going to go in and just tell us that straight away. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it opens with Schlock, and then, and even when like we're being introduced to like the story with like her in the house with the husband, and the husband is just like the most stereotypical like you know <laughs> abusive partner trope. Um, but I feel like it's so knowing, and like they're yeah they're in a big spooky conjuring house, but like clearly it's just it, I don't know it all reads as very knowing it, it would all read and it reads almost as kind of a bit of a self parody as well, um, and when like the kind of more procedural crime drama stuff elements kind of come into the narrative as well, that's quite seems very mm. knowing. Uh, they're in this ridiculous looking police station that's like got these massive gothic windows and you know in a police cell that in that final act which is clearly just looks the way it does so they can have that scene <laughs> and there's no like care about the artifice at all it's all about just yeah. giving you this scene um and i just really like that about it i like just how it's like yeah fuck it like this is you know we're just doing it <laughs> um, we don't care about yeah, your completely. verisimilitude like we're not trying to invest you in the reality of this story we're just yeah. trying to give you a camp funky time and I think that's why it's evoking the kind of Italian Those horror feelings. aesthetic too because um, mm. that's a very heightened aesthetic and genre of horror you know you, like, you can look at those films and say the same things about them being yeah. unrealistic or characters being not very mm. fleshed out but you know, they're so strong in style and tone. That's part of the charm and the appeal of those yeah. films. And I think that kind of honest approach really opens the door straight away to you being able to experiment with a lot of stuff, knowing that the audience already knows of what lies ahead in the sense of like tonally, um, because it means that you can then, you just have a kind of blank slate to just do whatever you want within that because the parameters are, are already kind of, soldered into place you you know what the kind of stakes are, are there you know what to kind of like expect emotionally but it also throws in some surprises um everyone talks about the big the, the, big, the big old twist um i mean I, I i guessed that it was something along those lines already but i had no idea to the extent of like the way they actually revealed that like i, I felt that the way that they revealed the information at the end was really cool and and um very james one in the sense that he, he, you know he loves body horror and he, he um he, they really paid like a, a lot of attention to um to that aspect of it which which gave yeah. me very strong saw vibes which i loved um because yeah. i felt yeah, like that's I also one is... of those films that kind of slowly became to understand what it was and, and really kind of homed into that i think this is very much in line with something like saw yeah. where because the appeal of the saw films isn't that they are like good you stories know, yeah they're not like the the most amazing narratives but they're so unique in their tone um mm. that's what kind of you know exactly what to expect going into yeah it. yeah like, they're, they're you're gonna kind see of some thing. nasty shit yeah and it's all a vehicle for for the gore for the gore and the traps and stuff and it's just, it's similar with this where this is all a vehicle yeah. so we can have like this kind of bonkers action with you know, mm. this, with this villain that we've built built up, um, the twist actually got me in this. I didn't see it coming, and I'm usually pretty good with movie twists. I, wow. I'm that asshole who usually brags and goes like, "Yeah, I, I saw that. Oh, I, I saw knew that." that. Um, 
<laughs> but as generally as I did not see it coming until it was apparent what you know what it was <laughs> um yeah with the whole twin element you know <laughs> it was yeah. a general I mean, like I mean, oh my god uh, it's 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 always worth saying um spoilers ahead but you know that with us anyway so hopefully if you're not a first time listener you've just clicked on this there's spoilers ahead but yeah can we just talk about the Voldemort sequence please <laughs> sure <laughs> like it fucking ruled yeah it was um, awesome <laughs> and it that was like the classic like oh baby that's what that's what we're here for um it was amazing like the, the reveal of it i always had this sense that like throughout the film she kind of like was very animated and um i always i mean i i kind of read the synopsis and was like she she sees things and she sees murders and all this kind of stuff yeah. and right away i was trying to figure out <laughs> the answer so i was like um well she's probably either like haunted or if she isn't haunted or is seeing something in the past and it's in the present she's probably doing it she's just crazy and then she was in fact doing it and the fucking head just opens and you actually see from very cleverly from the other perspective of the other side of it what actually fucking happens um yeah and i love that i really love that um it's it cool. was a really interesting way of doing it yeah <laughs> and there's those cool details like when we see the killer they they look like a they look like they're running backwards and stuff and that was stuff that i just thought that was like a weird choice but then in context it makes sense and i, I don't know exactly. it, it, i found it a very effectual uh twist um and an interesting kind of subversion of like the tropes of like gallo giallo um films because typically in like these movies the killer is there's like a cross-dressing element to the character to the killer right um and it's like they kind of got away with it not being problematic in this because mm. they literally share the same body. Like I found that very like clever, and the whole thing like it's a they use like a unique murder weapon and uh, the black gloves is also another trope of those films. Like just very mm. like feel, feels very genuine, like a very genuine love letter and a modern adaptation of like that genre of cinema. Um, yeah. And yeah, and it is satisfying, you know, and it, it's such a great payoff with that prison scene where she, you know, they cut through <laughs> all the other prisoners and and it's just gory and violent and, you know, 100, 110% <laughs> to the max action. Like, it was fucking yeah. amazing. And the it's dial like, yeah, just this gets is fucking I... turned up and the dial just blows yeah. up and there's no turning it back down. And it, um... it feels good when... Because you, there, you, I, you, you, you do have this sense of trepidation throughout the film. Like, okay, like, what, what are we? What is this all leading to? What, are, <laughs> what are we up to here? Like, you do have that kind of cautious, like, uh, I don't know, like, where are we going with this? And that scene really is like the, you know, the oh, this is what I paid admission for moment. That's like the true, yeah, you know, oh, this is it, this is it. This is what the film is. This is it at its highest point. Um, yeah. And it's truly satisfying. I haven't felt that in a mainstream studio movie for a very long time. Very long to be time. Honest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you're completely right. You're completely, completely right. Like, usually these kind of things are, uh, are like um, apparent in like modern films, but it's always ones that you don't see in the cinema. 
you find kind of very generic to the bone pieces and that's what kind of keeps me away i guess from um horror movies in general because i kind of know what those kind of films are and a lot of people enjoy those kind of films but i just don't and it's not something i particularly vibe with and it's not something i particularly enjoy um and it's a shame really you know because i think there's little hidden gems like like i said earlier um there tends to be this um this thing with horror where uh, people who work on it aren't afraid to just take elements of of cinema and, and turn it on its head a bit and have fun with it which is absolutely what is so great about this genre you know it's it's um I, you know when people say that they hate horror um i feel like they are actually on about a specific kind of horror film because yeah, generally I, I i believe it's actually one of the most you know if i were to if i had the budget behind every idea that i had my first movie probably would be a horror because it's so much fun to play around in that space and um it's apparent here like there's so many sequences that are shot differently or um or, or play out in ways that you wouldn't expect whether it's in the practical elements or the cinematography um uh one specifically i loved was how they kind of navigated the, the house as if it was like a dollhouse where they had the the bird's eye shot where she was running through the house yeah and i was like what an interesting yeah. way of doing that just because they can um and you know adds an a, a, another element as if you're kind of the observer of the whole situation you you kind of know things before she does you know what's behind the corner and sure. that was that was interesting and um as we've obviously mentioned that the whole practical element with the head and um it gave me strong like american <laughs> werewolf in london vibes where it yeah, was just yeah, a little bit, yeah. you know what i mean um yeah. even the like incorporation of fucking rules <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah even the incorporation of like the because this is because this is a modern studio movie so there's like a lot of you know there's a lot of like special effects stuff and this is stuff that we've been speaking about recently where <coughs> where we shy away from that kind of stuff a little bit but in this i found like well this is not going for believable this isn't going for presenting you a normal reality this is all clearly very heightened so when she's at the big spooky you know when her sister goes to the big spooky you know hospital or whatever <laughs> um yeah i have issues with parts of that sequence but i mean it being this ridiculous looking cgi creation on like a cliffside just f purely for the aesthetic i'm like well that's kind of cool mm. like i kind of dig it and even with the you know with the scene where we see like the, the 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 head opening up and the face coming out the back of her head like it's yeah it's goofy but like it's so it's so nail on the head in terms of the tone of what it's going tone. for exactly and you've got that, to appreciate that and that's like a massive thing like we spoke about the thing uh at the start of the spooky season and <laughs> nice. the effects and that thank you <laughs> and um you know those those effects are impressive but they also fit the tone and the vibe of that film right and mm. in this it's like this all fits like the weird architecture like the weird conjuring house that's looks 10 times bigger on the inside than the outside the you know the <laughs> gothic police station like the weird underground city bit that they go through where there's that massive chase sequence like it all feels super in tone with this hype with this heightened campy 
mood and tone that they're going for um mm. and you know a lot of modern studio horror films particularly are quite cheesy and they are quite like schlocky and in their own way but they don't nail that tone and again to bring it back to james wan and his career and why i think he is really successful with mainstream audiences is that he's able to navigate he's able to navigate that that texture and that that flavor for people like saw saw and the saw franchise yeah is schlock but people fucking love those movies <laughs> you know they've they've made how yeah. many of them like it he he seems to have a real finger on the pulse of this particular vibe of horror um mm. and i think like you know it's all tour level like it, it's truly like oh this is a really special filmmaker doing something really interesting in terms of genre right now um and i'm just really exci- i'm just really amazed that he was able to get this done and and that it is what it is you know like it, it was a truly breath of fresh air especially since we've been seeing a lot of studio films for this podcast and just in general and we keep saying how disappointing they are and how they don't take risks mm. they don't take swings they're just boring and repetitive and chase trends and then you see malignant which is a stupid fucking movie but like you know it's taking it swings it. and it, yeah and it knows it and it's like trying stuff and it does have cinematic flair and all this stuff like i really oh. really really loved it i really really was impressed by it like it truly swept me off my feet i was like wow that was one of the best films i've seen of this year hands down like when we do our end of year less not to spoil <laughs> like malignant it's definitely going to be in my top five because of this because i was just so impressed by it you know i was so impressed the, by it and the kind of retrospectiveness of its own of, of how it sees itself and it, it the, the i think I, I saw i heard a lot of people i wrote i read a lot of reviews for this and a lot of people seem to be really slating it because generally they're mm. like it's boring and it's a, i'm not saying it's like a like in, in in that sense if you go into it with the wrong interpretation of what this is going to be you're going to be disappointed because yeah. this is not a clever movie like it, it's it's not meant to be it's not trying to be that it's it's setting up a movie that's just honest True. and knows yeah. exactly what it is so it's getting all that all that necessary shit out of the way the best it can so we can get into the the kind of crazy stuff and that's a hard avenue to kind of go down anyway um but yeah i do think i do think it's it, like it kind of it, it tells you from the start man like you, you it does but it, it does also lose start. it i do think it's a it's somewhat of a structural problem with the film that yeah. a significant portion of it is a little bit like i said a middle of the road horror movie like that is just a structural issue with the film i think it works out in the yeah. end because of the payoff but that is definitely mm. an issue and also like if things just if things like you got you know, to keep your audience sh- shallow characters and whatever like uh, if that's just a no-go for you as a viewer and as a critic i absolutely see that mm. where that's coming from but, there is a flow with this yeah. movie but i feel like there is like a sh- it it required a stronger driving force than what it had you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely. Um, I, I have seen a lot of critique of this film that has been like oh and this is just trying to be bad and oh it's it's uh, it's like well yeah like it's it's trying to be pastiche and it's trying to be schlock sure. like that that is that is in as in and of itself you know a particular 
vibe and flavor that it's going for yeah. and at least it's going for that you know like like i mm. i i completely agree with you where you do get these kind of like average uh crowd-pleasing horror films that yeah you know i might have a particular place in my heart for them because like we've grown up in like in the kind <laughs> of because we grew up with the blumhouse era and all that stuff and like i might have a special place in my heart for, for these sure. films but i also know that they are not very ambitious and they don't take swings and like they they do just kind of trace chase trends and rely on tropes to deliver average horror films and yeah i i despise that i despise that in any movie you know <laughs> any kind of settling for a, a level of mediocrity is awful in any horror movie in any movie flat mm. out um and i don't know how as i don't know i don't know like it, it does disappoint me to see that this hasn't because this hasn't really done all that well. I think that's partly because they didn't really know how to market it. Um, but also, yeah, critically, that's it's the one not thing really I saw, finding sorry. a home. Oh. No, yeah, I, just I, I, it, it seems to not really. People just can't really seem to figure it out. But uh, I, yeah. I, I really do want to champion it as being a really unique horror movie for for today as well. Like, I, I think the studio perhaps wasn't really on board with the same understanding that the creatives were on this because the way that it's advertised sure. is bringing audiences in with this idea that it's going to be like the next um conjuring yeah or yeah. the next it's not it's not and it should have really kind of i could see this easily marketed with some sort of like you know like kingsman style trailer where it's like it, it no it has an essence it knows what it is like it uses like um I think it needed that kind of sense of comedy within its marketing that it just didn't have. It was very serious and it was very like, this is going to be scary. And it was like... Yeah, it looks like a Conjuring movie or the next Insidious or whatever. People go in and they're like, this is so fucking stupid. And like, is this a comedy? Is it... it, It confuses people. So that's why people come out of it like, I didn't know what to think of that. Um, Which is completely fair. Hmm. Um. I went in, I, I, you know, halfway through the film, I was like, I don't know if I'm enjoying this because, like, I think I know what it is. I think, but what my expectation was so different going in. I thought everyone was raving about it because it was scary as fuck. And, and it was that new scary horror movie that's going to now be like a six series thing. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the complete opposite. And, you know, you kind of learn to shake those things off and, uh, you know, there's a whole conversation about don't watch marketing material because it's so... It, 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 the marketing material has a completely different... Um, different role. Yeah. Set of... Um, yeah, like set yeah. of intentions as a, yeah. a, as opposed to a movie. A, a, a trailer only exists to sell tickets. Absolutely. Um, and tonally, <clears throat> they are therefore often quite different to the actual movie itself unless there's been really attentive detail from the um, core creative team to make it kind of in sync which is very rare nowadays um yeah uh but you know you can kind of polish any turd in 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 the trailers and and i think this deserved better market material than what it got um it should have totally oh and there it is folks there it is for my mic there's our little interlude (laughs) sponsored by bell's whiskey continue jameson but go on James, oh, oh, wow! They're really picking up the big guns. We're not going for bells. Good, Jamesons are a knock on the door. Blind. No bells is for when you're We're really fancy fuckers. When you're really down bad. <laughs> yeah, bells is because 
there isn't anything else and you yeah. still need it. Not good, mate. That's not good. Anyway. I didn't think that would come through Discord. I muted my mic, but that's only going to be on the recording. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is absolutely... It also came through the Discord as well, so well done. <laughs> you failed on both fronts. That's amazing. Listen, Papa's a little... Papa's had a little drinky poo, all right? <laughs> it's, it's all right. There's absolutely no, uh, no kind of mix with the uh, the review. Totally not. Um, <laughs> hasn't taken it at all. No. Uh, no, no. It's no. so good, man. I do know, but I generally, <clears throat> I do generally think it's really good. Like, like I said, I, I, I think given that, like I said, the modern blockbuster horror movie, mm-hmm. th- there's either two types. There's either the A20, they're really, you know, the dark and arty A24 movie, or there's the, eat a bunch of popcorn and just have a silly time horror movie. And I think for that latter crowd, Malignant is so you know it's so in tune with that um Mm, and i do think there are structural issues and obviously it's it is silly and you have to kind of just let it slide over and not think about it you know like (laughs) oh what you just had a you just had this you just had a you know attic where the floorboards are paper thin like okay (laughs) but you know don't think about it don't think about it it's not that kind of movie and I did find it really refreshing for the genre, um, because I, I'm getting a little. I am getting a little tired of the A24 horror movie a little bit. Um, sure. Just just because like they're not easy. They're not easy swallows. You know, they're ones that you have to kind of be in the mood for, and you mm. know, all that's that kind just of stuff like and the taste and wave of 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 taste within cinema because like. Yeah, you'll get a load of silly horror movies, so you'll want something that's a lot more kind of artsy and um, a lot more considered. Yeah, and then you'll but have even, a load of those movies, and now you want now you want the fucking silly ones. Yeah, like, but that even is just like the, way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, but even like you know something that is a bit, a bit more mainstream and mm-hmm. aimed at larger audiences. Like I watched uh, the new Candyman last night, and you know that film is making a lot of interesting decisions, but like that's a stupid horror movie like i i found that way more egregious in terms of you know it's narrative and characters and stuff because it was trying to go for something serious but it was a generic horror movie and like Mm. you know malignant like i can't pick apart malignant really because it's clearly camp it's clear it so Mm. knows what it is it just owns it um and that's really again like it is just refreshing to see that it's refreshing to see something that is modern like it's 100 percent a modern horror movie but it's taking old school flavors and it just knows what it is it, it, it just owns it on its sleeve and i just really enjoyed it i just really thought it was one a super satisfying watch like you know <laughs> especially in terms of like the payoff and all this stuff like i i can't sing its praises enough i i i I hear the the criticisms. I hear the issues with it, but you know, I talk about this. I've spoken about this before. Like, it's hard to it's hard to criticize something for what it's not doing. You know, like yeah. if this was trying to be super serious and trying to say stuff and be like grounded and blah blah blah, then I then it yeah, I would have issues awful. with it. Yeah, you'd be like, well, this is shit. You, you failed. You didn't you didn't <laughs> meet the assignment. But clearly, the assignment for this. 
as you get from that opening like we said like that schlocky opening is hey this is a dumb fun time and you're just gonna see some wild shit sit back and enjoy (laughs) and it just fucking delivered it is it understood the assignment completely um Mm. and there is something very satisfying with that and yeah that's that's definitely why i i completely agree with you it's it's um it wasn't like my as i mentioned earlier it's not my cup of tea but i can't ignore how impressed i was with the fact that it owned exactly what it was and therefore tonally was an extremely fun ride um and it kind of almost exactly what i needed on the night i watched it i was like yeah actually that was very refreshing (laughs) i felt Um, you know what i mean um and yeah uh, so much fun and you know you should definitely go check it out and um watch it with a few friends maybe you know just have a have a blast have a couple of drinks and in, enjoy the fact that it's spooky spooky season and uh yeah absolutely watch something that completely understands uh what you're going in for yeah what do you rate it what do you what do you think about rating um i think it's fair on my behalf to kind of give it a three and a half stars i think i'd be dis dis um disingenuous if i gave it anything more given that it's not exactly my cup of tea sure. but i did appreciate it's um it's honesty and sure. i had a fucking fun time but Fair. i want to hear it alex uh i'm giving a... i want to hear papa's review i'll give it four star i think that yeah i think four hmm. star i'm comfortable with um yeah i do i do i do I can't lie that while watching it for the first time, I was thinking, where is this going? This is kind of shit yeah. for a little bit. But then once it does get there, it, it really does get there. And for all the things I've spoken about it, in terms of the wider context of modern horror movies and <laughs> its references to previous genres and where it fits in James Wan's filmography... I think it's a really good piece of work. Like, I, I think it just really is uh, a noteworthy piece. Um, I don't think I can give it that. I, I, as much as I want to, I don't think I can earnestly give it that kind of higher mark. But yeah, um, yeah, eight out of ten, I'm comfortable with. I think, I think it's a good time, and I think if you haven't caught it, and if this discussion made you interested, definitely check it out because it didn't do that well, and I think it does deserve some recognition. Um, yeah. You know, James James, wanna... James Wan has has done a lot for the genre, I think, and uh, he gets massively. overlooked. He gets massively overlooked, and you know, I I hope he gets to do more shit like this, where it's just, hey, here's a bunch of money, go make some shit, because um, I like it. I fuck with it. Like, I wish more, I wish more directors would get to do that. To be honest. Um, so yeah, malignant. Uh, overall, thumbs up from us. It was a good time. Very very cool. Very cool. Thumbs up. Well done. Two thumbs up. <clears throat> Big two thumbs up. Sorry there, fella. I um my headphones died throughout the entire last bit. Um oh. <laughs> I I have no idea what you just said, but I assume you gave it a good thumbs up. I gave it a good thumbs up, that's all you need to know. <laughs> You'll probably hear some Urban and Aryan on my end, so I apologize about that. But yeah. That's alright. Uh, that's where he secret ah that that was the break in which he secretly gave it like a, a five six yeah, out that's of five. Right. That's why I roasted it. Oh, the six out of ten. Yeah, it's brutal. How could you do it? I know. You um, made up for my uh, my lack of points and just given it a six out of five. 
Uh, where are we at? We've only gone for like 40. We've got, we've got some time left. What, what are you saying? My goodness. What, what am I saying? Well, what's going on? You know. Um, well, I enjoyed it. But well, I've no, established we that. <laughs> we don't need to talk <laughs> about the film anymore. <laughs> no, I know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really enjoying um, Spooky Season. Like I said, I'm, I'm not getting much sleep. Um, no. I, I, I don't know why I do it, but I always do watch the... Um, I was kind of on a bit of a James Wan binge because I've, I've watched all the Saw films, all the majority of them again. Okay. And I don't know why I do it. I genuinely don't know why I do it. Like, I'll go to sleep and all I hear is... And as much as I adore that theme because it's so iconic, whenever I hear it, it's like I, there is someone about behind me about to just brutally murder me and I can't fall asleep every fucking time. And it never goes. Every time I've I've watched the Saw films through a few a good few times because I know what they are and they're a lot of fun. But my God, um, it it scares the crap out of me. Um, it's that I'm gonna run up the stairs as soon as I've turned the last light off kind of feel of a movie. Um, and I love that. I love that, that that there's a specific time of year where you can just scare the shit out of yourself and it feels like you're not a in like a complete moron um yeah so you know, I mean? you know saw never really landed with me um it's a weird kind of bubble in which yeah uh, i believe at the beginning it was actually a really interesting piece of like art house cinema in the sense that at the time in which it came out it was so far away from conventional cinema and for it to do so commercially well was just in my opinion, just an, a crowning achievement, um, despite yeah. how controversial it was. Like it yeah, never, yeah. It, it completely broke the essence of, of, of what is deemed commercial and, and it opened up a whole new kind of audience of, of mm. moviegoers in horror and, um, and also brought back a lot of people who, who did enjoy those, mm. those kind of gorier aspects of, um, uh, of horror. Yeah, you, you, know, you look at the thing, like it existed, but, it sure. wasn't it wasn't this kind of took it to another level and was mm. was it wasn't apologetic about it it sure. just owned it but then obviously it, the franchise came after and obviously James Wan somewhat separated himself from the whole idea of it being like that and yeah um different directors have different bit. takes yeah. and some are really silly and own it and some are trying to be serious but aren't that great and then some are so complicated that it's funny sure um yeah so with yeah each saw you get uh with each saw you get something completely different and i think with saw i true truly i think why it's just never really been my thing is um <clears throat> in terms of like actual things that freak you out i have a real big thing about um like I don't know what you'd call it. I hate sharp objects. I hate, um, like, knives. I'm sure you love saw then. Well, well, yeah, like knives or broken glass or... Needles. Needles, yeah. Like, I have a real thing that, like, freaks me out with them. So, unfortunately... And I've got a good stomach for gore, but whenever it's, like, about um, getting can't, impaled yeah. by sharp objects, I'm like, I just can't do it. And I think that's why I, I never really uh, got on saw bandwagon, unfortunately. But I would agree mm. that like, like they're, they're kind of similar case where 
they're so just what they are, you know, and it's all just a vehicle for like the torture porn that mm. like it's hard to even really be super critical of them or like to hate on them. Like they maybe they're not great. <laughs> That's what I mean. By traditional yeah. standards, they're not great movies, but they do kind of have this weird kind of. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that that first one is kind of an art house film in a weird way. I would agree. Um, it's it it and it, it's so vastly different from all the others. Like that one yeah. was it it tried to be a character study, and like the twists and the thematic elements of that film were so strong and so bold, and I love that first film. Um, and all of that is is kind of apparent within the the concept of its short film. Uh, which is you know, and I mean, I wanted to. I want to make it very clear. Like, I have exactly the same phobias. Like, I hate body horror. I don't have a good stomach for it. Um, I mentioned obviously the thing is like, it ties into the uncanny valley thing. But here it's like it's so kind of straight and and so shocking. I remember seeing this and the reason I was attracted to it was because I was like I cannot believe that there is a movie this big that is just okay with doing these things um and classifies it as like a horror and that people want to see it like I remember being quite young and being like that is madness this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life but as I kind of grew older and I kind of accepted the fact that I had somewhat of a stomach for it and I still look away from the screen when I watch it I can't stand it I'm it is that kind of a uh, you get burnt by the fire but you you can't stop looking at the flame because it's it's so beautiful uh, it's so fascinating to me that they've made a whole franchise and uh and thematically gone all out on on a concept that on paper is like there is no way that this should exist um and you know this there's other elements i admire about it as well like it it made leaps and bounds in practical effects very similar to how the the thing did in its in its day, and um, it, you know, it also, interestingly, so I guess, um, started to develop this this new era of horror where cinematography started to become very important again, um, and the Saw franchise specifically like really played into that, and it had its mm. own visual style, yeah, and really it's so distance. iconic. The, especially and all that the... first one is very distinct looking oh um, yeah absolutely and that's partly like uh, just what was popular at the time but it's definitely got a, a unique visual brand and I think that's very um, any kind of horror film that is very experimental in that in that regard and allows itself to just kind of work with those elements to try and make something unique is um it's something that always has like a special place in my heart. Um, you know that my favourite horror film ever um, is a Suspiria, like the original one. And a lot of people don't vibe with that film. Like they say it's not scary and they don't understand. But, you know, I, I want to do a whole special on Suspiria because I'd love to do like a double feature of the, the first one and the second one and explain why the second one works for its own reasons and why the first one's so so special and important in in the horror world um but it you'd be surprised about how much horror is is so influential in not just in its own genre but um in in cinema as a whole and 
I think it inspires a lot of creatives to be bold in 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 making kind of kind of out there decisions and um and being brave and uh and just owning that aspect of it which is undoubtedly what has inspired quite a, quite a lot of directors and I don't think people like to admit it because horror is often regarded or disregarded even as um as quite a uncomplex piece of work which sometimes as we've established today it is but there's always you know it's always a, when you find something that has a little something a little bit deeper um whether it's being extremely self-aware or has actually something very clever about um its tone or, or structure then you're onto a winner um and yeah um that's this is why i adore spooky season i guess um horror um, horror is um it rules it, it's a great genre it, it, there's so much diversity amazing. in it um in terms of like cinematic diversity and mm. you know and it's one of it's one of the few genres that it's probably one of the only genres really as a, apart from maybe like comedies i suppose where it's truly about audience interaction it's truly about yeah the relationship you have with the audience and how they feel about the piece and how they interpret it and react to it um and that's really that's really magical you know when you think about it mm. um the ways in which horror movies and especially over the years the way they've adapted uh to you know to figure out the audiences and what gets under their skin and how to get those screams out of them um yeah it's really cool and there's and like i said there's so much variety in horror that you don't really consider horror a horror mm. movie is not just one thing it could be a million different types of things um Literally. which i don't think is true of any other genre to be honest that's um, what i mean that's what's so fascinating about it yeah and it's so special because of that um yeah you're completely right and also, I love the idea that these films are built off artists either, or the special ones at least, the ones that we enjoy, tend to kind of um, be based off of um, writers and directors asking themselves what actually scares them and exploring that within themselves. Mm. Um, because whenever I've... Some of my best work I've written has been in horror because that question of exploring what scares you fascinated me so much when i was in my studies that i couldn't help myself and to just to just continue with that as soon as i found like a avenue that worked for me um and you'll find that that's apparent in a lot of horror movies like you will get directors playing with things that scare them and being very honest and open about like what works for them and what doesn't um and that seeps into every element of it as well, whether it's visual, contextual, um, in the way that actors are directed, um, in its score, you know, and I think horror really allows you to um, emphasize those points to the to eleven um, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and luckily, this film was also like a a, a kind of a good example of that, I suppose, um, from a director who's worked so. Um, deeply in every corner of horror it seems yeah no absolutely absolutely agree um yeah how great is horror folks great folks 
how good is horror movies oh, good, good, they good. Uh, <laughs> they're almost as good as whiskey well it's true mm, folks it's yeah. true that's why you want to do both at the same time it's fantastic <laughs> all right we'll wrap up let's land this bird because i'm i'm getting a little wavy right now um oh you, you, i think papa's got to go to bed it might be that bedtime soon um <laughs> everyone thank you so much for listening especially if you made it to the end if you made it to the end you're my favorite listener don't tell anyone else you're my favorite um right and because you're my favorite i don't really need to tell you this but just in case if you enjoy the show you can follow us at final draft show at twitter final draft pod <laughs> on instagram at facebook at the final draft podcast you can also send us an email at final draft podcast at gmail.com yeah. on the socials is a link to the discord join the bloody discord just do it just do it it's, it's great it's great we've got a lovely little community blossoming fantastic shout out to our shout out to our discord users josh shout out to Mothman. shout out to olive man uh all our favorites we love you and and you listening you could be a part of that um exciting huh if you like the show and you want to support it uh, leave us a five star review on wherever you're listening to this podcast and also you can head over to patreon.com slash to find a draft five pound a month gets you access to a special bonus episode just for you once a month we do a writer's room exclusive where we talk about anything and everything so you know you've got some if you've got some money to spare consider mm. sending it our way we greatly appreciate it it all goes back into the show and um, also ooh. just a little little plug for you you know if you join now you get to listen to the whole back catalogue because we've now got quite a, a quite a that's good true. collection of special episodes. That's you, very true. You know, out, that's hours of content, it's especially because they usually double the length of our standard episodes as well because mm-hmm. they're usually uncut. So you get to hear yep. all the blibber blabber and whiskey pouring. So yep. <laughs> that's a lot of content for £5 a month. Listen, folks, I've it's got content deal. coming out of the ears. Get it, get it while you can, get it while it's hot. Don't, you don't want to listen i'm tapping into your to your fomo right now your fear of missing out you don't want to you don't want to be that it you know, that loser that loser who's not a part of the crowd all right so get in the discord all right all right okay good you, i one, hear you you're getting bottle. your mum's credit card you're signing up right now good one glass of one glass of uh bells and he's on the uh he's on the plugs <laughs> Uh, yeah it'd be great be great to see you around you also get a special around. role within the discord as well a special oh, yeah, uh room in which we uh chat about anything yeah you get um, to join a special little chat room where yeah uh it gets a little too personal for my comfort um <laughs> <laughs> that sounds um, horrendous and follow adam on twitch and all that stuff and uh please yeah. thanks for listening as always uh, what's the next episode? Oh, next episode we should be having the Drake brothers on, Joshua <gasps> and uh, the fabled I'm Micah so Drake excited. are coming on for a double feature with them, Nightmare Elm Street and the Blair Witch Project. Uh, go watch those. Awesome. Come join us for that discussion. It's going to be really cool, really fun, good time. Love those boys down there. We love you. I know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> Mwah. Mwah. Um. I'm done. I think I think I've yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've embarrassed myself on the podcast. 
Um, let's end it. Let's land this bird. Best place to do it, man. It's the best place to do it. That's what I'm Thank you for. so much for listening. And go watch a scary horror film and scare the shit out of yourself before you go to bed tonight. Yeah. Um, because it's the best time to do it. It's true. Um, but thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Boy. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing.